may be seated. It's good to be in God's house. It's good to be able to sing praise and worship to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's good to, to be able to do that together with brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we have eternity that we look forward to. We have eternity that we know we're going to be able to do it. But until then, we have moments like that. We have moments like, like this to where we can come and be in His very presence. We can sing His songs. The grave, the grave is defeated. Hell is defeated. Sin is defeated. It is all defeated in Jesus Christ alone. My prayer for you this morning is that you know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That He is yours, that He's your Master, that He's your Lord, that you have a personal relationship with Him, an intimate, personal, a growing, intimate, personal relationship with Christ. And if you do not, if you, if you say, hey, I, I'm a Christian, but I'm not where I ought to be, then get where you ought to be. You say, hey, I know Christ as my Savior, I trusted Him, but I've just sort of gotten out of it. Well, get back into it. Here's the deal. Just repent. Jesus says that if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you all unrighteousness. And we can be right where God wants us, wherever you are, whatever you find yourself in this morning. God wants to do an amazing work in and through you this morning. Before we get started with the message, I want to invite everybody to stand up. We all have watched the news. We know what's going on around our world. We know that while we are able to come in here and sing boldly, when we can we can do just that. We can say Jesus is Lord. Jesus Christ is the only way. Our hope, our trust, our faith is in Christ alone. And we can boldly proclaim the gospel, the good news. We can read the Bible. We know that there are many brothers and sisters of ours, Christians, believers around the world who are being persecuted, not just in Afghanistan, not just through earthquakes and uh, hurricanes in Haiti, but all over the world, the underground church, the hidden church, the secret church is slipping around and they're bold. They are very bold. They're, they're not ashamed of the gospel and as often as they can, as, as much as they can, they take the good news to friends and at every instant their life is at, at stake. They could die. They, if, if they were to get caught, they'd get killed. We have the freedom in here today. We don't have that threat. There's no threat whatsoever on any one of our lives. We as Americans, we're free. We're free to do so many things. We're free. We live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. And the greatest freedom that we have is the freedom to serve, the freedom to worship, the freedom of religion, the freedom that we have to worship Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And I want us this morning to go to God, to go to the throne on behalf of all those who at this very moment, literally at this very moment, can you imagine what, what it must be like? They Every, every boot, every, every squeak. Can you imagine you're hiding in a house somewhere and you start hearing squeaks? They're in your house, they're upstairs, you're in a basement, you're hidden. You're in, a, you're in a, an old, wore-out, abandoned building and you see cars driving your way. You see troops running your way. You see tanks. You see who knows what coming your way. And there you are. You as a daddy, you're clenching your wife and you're holding your kid and you're trying to keep everybody quiet. You say, well, that must be a movie. No, that is the reality of those who right now, they're slipping around. They're hiding because if they're found, they're killed. We're not under that threat. But here we have the opportunity to pray for them. 
Let's go to the Lord right now on behalf of many, many, many who are right now, our, our brothers, our sisters, we'll be around the throne. Just think, it's so crazy. One of these days, 100 years from now, we can get to heaven and then come up to us and say, hey, thank you for praying for us. But until then, we can pray. Just the power of prayer. Father God in heaven, we as your body here, the, the free body of Christ that, that is not under persecution, is not being held down. God, we can boldly proclaim Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. And God, there is no threat. God, we pray on behalf of those who do not have that freedom. Those who believe it with all their heart. Those who are just as bold, but who know, Lord, they, they can't go out. They can't be public. They can't share. God, they have to slip around. And God, your message goes forth. They cannot evil. The enemy, Satan, you have tried to stop the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. It will not stop the moving forward of the gospel message. And God, we praise you for that. We praise you, God. And we lift up every one of the persecuted church brothers and sisters that are in this world today, whatever country they're in, wherever they are shining bright. Lord, making a difference the only way that they can, God. Lord, use them, bless them, protect them. And God, help us to not shy away. Help us, Lord, who have all this freedom, who have all this at our disposal. Help us not to sit down on the task, God, that is sitting in our lap. Lord, help us to be found faithful when you come get us. And God, we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I'm to invite you to turn with me quickly. Two places we're going to go. Go over with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. We have these three families that were in here this morning. Three families with the little ones, and we, we pray over them. And yes, they commit their kids, and they commit their family. They commit their husband and wife, and the little ones, they commit that, hey, we're going to live before Christ. We're going to live before the world. We're going to live before our kids in such a way that they see Jesus in us. It's a huge responsibility. The Bible tells us, yes, over in Deuteronomy 6, beginning in verse 6, these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. Listen, church, you shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The conversation of, of Christ, the conversation of the good news, the gospel message is that, hey, every person, every man, woman, boy, and girl on the earth is a sinner. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's nobody perfect. Christians aren't perfect. We're forgiven. Christians aren't perfect. We've just clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that makes us different. It doesn't make us better. It simply makes us different. It makes us not in rebellion to God. It makes us His sons and His daughters because He rescued us from a domain of darkness. And He transferred us to His kingdom. And He made us His very own. That is a conversation that is to be had in the house. Scripture tells us to talk about it when you walk and when you lie down. All in your house when you're Think about it, mamas and daddies, the, the awesome privilege that you and I have to be those ambassadors, to be Christ's light, to be Christ's salt there in the home. 
to our, our sons and our daughters, they look to us. They look to mamas and daddies and grandparents. They see us. I challenge you. Listen, gospel conversations, biblical conversations. Right now, football has started. And we've got cheer and band and football and, and uh, Afghanistan and what else? COVID, the government, President Biden. All of these things dominate our conversation. Families, how are we pointing our kids to the Word of God in the midst of those conversations? Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good. You know, a little one, those little ones, they don't understand. Those little ones, they can't grasp the bigness. They see mom and daddy upset. They see the, they see the confusion. They see the chaos. It's, imagine sitting them down and saying, well, look, you know what? God's in control. Go with me, church, to Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans chapter 8. E- even us, even us as big people, read it along with me. Let's read a little bit this morning. This is what we do. This is how we do it. It's not complicated. You don't need a preacher. You don't need some seminary trained guy to be able to pick up the Word of God and say, look, here's how it is. I don't have all the answers. I don't even know what to say sometimes. I don't even know how to pray sometimes. I'm just simply trusting the Lord. Look at what the Scripture says. Look at what Paul writes to the church here in Rome. He says in the same way, verse 26, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because He intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Imagine how comforting it is for one of our young ones to hear mama or daddy looking at them and say, Look, I don't know how to pray, but God God hears our efforts. God hears our heart. God sees and God intercedes. Think about this. Look at verse 28. This is what the Bible says. We know that God causes all things to work together for the good. Even in the midst of the chaos, good is happening. Even in the midst of the underground church being oppressed and being being persecuted and being slaughtered. The news isn't going to show us that. The news isn't going to tell us about that. But it is happening regularly. Confidence it is in the, those young people here, and, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose, for those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom He predestined, He also called. And these whom He called, He also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. Look at verse 31. Who then, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who's against us? As a child of God, we're on God's team. As a son or daughter of the King of kings and Lord of lords, if you're a Christian, you're on God's team. God knows what he's doing. God sees this earth. He has taken care of what's happened. And if God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Verse 33, who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is who is at the right hand of God, who is who also intercedes for us. Look at verse 35. In the midst of 
total chaos in the midst of fear and oppression and all of this stuff. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Look, when God's got you in His hand, there's nothing going to rip you out of God's hand. There's nothing going to take you out of God's hands. Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we are overwhelmingly conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Turn over with me to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 tells us this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. Who does it say train them up? Does it say just mom and daddy? No, it takes the whole church. It takes the whole body. It takes each and every one of us. It takes all of us. It takes, it takes the high school students poured into the younger kids. It takes the college students poured into the high school students who are poured into the younger kids. It takes us bigger adults poured into everybody. Guys, look, somebody's watching every one of you. Every single one of you. It doesn't say mamas and daddies train up your child in the way he should go. It doesn't say pastors train up a child in the way he should go. No, it says train up a child in the way he should go. And then there's that promise, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Guys, the church's responsibility, every single one of your responsibilities. And you know, some of us think that, hey, all I'm supposed to do is come and listen to his three songs and a choir special and listen to the preacher for 30 minutes and I'm going to slip on out of there. If you're alive, if you're still alive and you're a Christian, God's not done with you. If you're alive and you're still a Christian, God is not done with you. And you say, what am I supposed to do? Go out those doors and be salt. Go out those doors and be light. Go out those doors and when the world is falling apart, you be that stable one that's in that room where everybody else is saying it's falling apart. There's no hope. God has forgot us. There's no, it's just, it's just bad, bad, bad. You say, no, look, God's still on his throne. You be that one that points people back to Christ. You be that one that points people back to the truth. You be that one. Here's the deal. Somebody's got to do it. And it's us. It's our responsibility. I can't go to all the places you go to. We can't take this video and take those three cameras and forward it. They're not going to watch it. People's too busy to spend 30 minutes to watch a preacher spit and snort and scream at them. They're not going to do it. We done got lazy in the church. We done got really lazy. I want you to watch this. I'm going to share this. I want, you to, I want to tag you in this. I want you to be a part of this. I want to give you a thumbs up for this. Versus walking up to somebody and say, let me tell you what God's doing in my life. 
Let me tell you how I'm coping. Let me tell you how the Holy Spirit of God is using me. Let me tell you how the Holy Spirit... Let me tell you what I read this morning in my devotion. Let me tell you, I was sitting there, and this morning, instead of watching the news and seeing what the new flavor and fad of the day was, I was digging in the Word, and the Spirit of God told me this. How many of us share that? And I'm not talking about sharing a, a cool little Facebook thing. See, that's what we do. We stand behind we stand behind Facebook, and we just share these cool things, and we share them on Instagram, and we share Twitters, and we share all these silly things, and we're super spiritual people because I shared something. Effortless. Effortless. Lazy. Lazy. But in the eyes of those that see it, you're a rock star. Unfortunately, y'all, One, I mean, those they're watching. The world is watching you. The world sees you. And they know you're here. And the Spirit of God wants to use you in a mighty way. Far beyond sharing a link. He saved you for a purpose. He saved you to be His son or daughter, His ambassador, His spokesperson to go and herald forth, to proclaim forth that Jesus Christ is Lord. It takes a whole church. It takes a whole church. Every single one of you who are believers, you are part of the church. And he has you planted in all of these places. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. There's a promise in that. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. There are parents, there are grandparents. There are some of you waiting on that promise to come true. You lived in front of them and you poured Christ into them. And now they've just gone somewhere else. They've gone somewhere else. They're running with the world. They're running with this life. Living it up. And the promise is they'll come back. Don't give up. Don't give up on nobody. Don't give up on them. They'll come back. Don't give up. You, as for you and your house, you keep trying. As for you and your house, you keep serving the Lord. As for you and your house and your responsibility don't be lazy don't be a lazy Christian there's a lot of lazy Christians we like entertaining we like good singing we like good exciting preaching but guys when we go out them doors is when it matters when we go out into the world when we go to school and when we go to work and when we go to lunch this afternoon is Christ anywhere in your conversation? Is the Holy Spirit being edified? Is the God of this universe being lifted up? You be that salty person in your group. You be that salty person. You be it. You be him or her. When everybody else is saying this, you be the light in the room. 
You be the influencer in the room. You be the ambassador for Christ at that moment. And don't shy back and wait on somebody else to do it. It takes the whole church. Every single one of us. Living before these babies, living before these bigger kids and older kids. It takes every single one of us. Trying. Trying. It takes a church. We're fixing to have an invitation. Casey's going to come on up. And here's, here's, I'm going to do this. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. Man, I'm not perfect. They can tell you, he ain't perfect. But I try. I don't want nobody to go to hell. I don't want to see a Christian miss what God is wanting to do through them. I don't want to see this community with us planted right here in the middle of it. I don't want to hear that folks around us are just missing Christ altogether. We're trying. We're not perfect, but we're trying. You know, I think that's all God wants out of us. Just wake up every single day of our life and say, Lord God, here I am. Thank you for a good night's sleep. Use me today, God. Use me today. Lord, put me in some, maybe a kid's life, maybe, a, maybe an adult's life. There's going to be somebody at work that needs you, Lord. And there's going to be somebody at school that may need you, Lord. Use me, God. Use me. This morning, if that's your heart, I want you to stand up as we sing this song of invitation. Y'all just stand up. If that's your heart. And here's the thing. Father God, as we stand... How silly and foolish and possibly even embarrassing it would have been to have remained seated. That's how easy it is, Lord, to just play the game. And I know for many, 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 God, they are. Here I am, God, do whatever you want to with me. But God, I, there's probably some that just, I'm not going to stay seated. I'm not going to shut do that Lord take this room right here take this body of believers that is right here and God I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring revival in these homes bring revival in these schools bring revival in this community in these these little businesses and God, these organizations bring revival, God, and start with us. Start through us. God, do a big, big thing. Lord, we need to be talking about it when we lie down and when we stand up, when we walk and when we go and when we come. God, you ought to be our conversation. How we carry ourselves matters. The world is watching us. Those little eyes are watching us. They see Christ. Let them see Christ in us. Holy Spirit of God, do a powerful
powerful thing. In Jesus' name, amen.